Hi, welcome to episode six of Travel Time. Today we're talking about Juneau, Alaska, where we stopped on another one of our stops on the Disney Wonder when we took a nine-night Alaskan cruise. And I'm joined today by my son, Sam. Hello. He's going to share some of his thoughts. We arrived in Juneau and it was beautiful, but very foggy. And so our first thing was an excursion to go take a helicopter to the glacier and go dog sledding. So we were flying out to Herbst Glacier and we were supposed to meet the dogs, learn a little bit about dog sledding and actually get to ride in a dog sled on the glacier. But unfortunately, this excursion, I have heard, cancels about 50% of the time and we were in that bucket. Um, I heard from people on board that some of the people with afternoon excursions actually got to go, but we didn't. I did want to say a couple words about it, though, in case it's helpful to someone else who's trying to get that one. We actually booked directly with Alaska Shore Excursions and not with Disney Cruise Line because the cost was dramatically different. It was dramatically less expensive. First of all, my two sons both counted as children and did not for Disney where it was like under nine. The cost even for adults was a lot less. I think we saved about $450 booking through Alaska Shore Excursion. And I will say they gave us a refund since we didn't do the trip. So that was seamless. I did want to throw that out there, but it was kind of bummer, wasn't it, Sam? Yeah, I was looking forward to that. The whale thing was cool though. True. So what we did was uh, we were at the furthest port from Mount Roberts Tramway. So we got on a shuttle bus that took us to Mount Roberts Tramway. And that's kind of where all the excursions take off from, it seems like, for everything. And there are little kiosks there set up to tell people about different things you can do in Juneau if you don't already have something booked. So for our case, since something got canceled, we just went and looked at some of those booths and we ended up signing up for an excursion that took us to Mendenhall Glacier and then took us on a humpback whale watching boat. And sometimes it happens in the opposite order, but we had a little time to kill. So what, what did we do while we were waiting before we went on the bus ride? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, we went, we went to go visit some of the local shops and like the gift stores and just look at stuff. I don't think, did we buy anything? Uh, I think we got a couple little souvenirs. I think Jet got like a baseball. Yeah, we just, we got some souvenirs while we were waiting and checked out the shops and then we went to where do we go first? I think we wandered around downtown Alaska. So we saw um, a, a really nice statue of Seward, which oh, yeah, Alaska yeah. used to be known for a while as Seward's Folly because he arranged for the purchase and people thought he was crazy. And I remember there was a big mural on the side of the like their, uh, like their city county building. building. Yeah. yeah. And the University of Alaska, I remember, was a door. <laughs> yeah. like, it was just like one door in, a, in the middle of a big, bitter, bigger building, which was yeah. interesting. Yeah, we, we walked pretty much through all of downtown town Juneau um, in, in the time we had. We only had like an hour. Yeah. We did go to a bookstore. It was really nice. Oh, bookstore. I remember that. Yeah, I got like a magic thing or something. And there was a really cool whale statue down by the harbor. After we kind of walked around downtown for a little bit, we, we made our way back to Mount Roberts Tramway to hop on the bus. And the bus took us out to Mendenhall Glacier. I think it was only about a 15-minute ride, during which we saw probably 200 eagles, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like it. The, uh, the glacier was kind of small. Well, that's right? compared to when you saw Hubbard a few yeah, days later. Yeah, like, they all seemed like snowdrifts to me, except for Hubbard. Like, they don't really seem like glaciers when you're looking at them. This one did more than the ones at Glacier National Park, but they're kind of underwhelming. Except this one, this one hovered weren't, but the other ones. <laughs> so we, yeah, so we took the bus out, and were, um, the driver pointed out to us, "Look at all the eagles!" and and then he said, "They look like golf balls in the trees." And then so they did for real because you just see their white heads. But then we um, we got to 
Mendenhall, like you said, and at Mendenhall Glacier, we actually had, I've seen some reviews of this tour where they talk about you don't really have time to do any of the trails or anything, but we had plenty of time to take the trail to Nugget Falls, which is a fall up towards the face of the glacier. We walked all the way there and all the way back and still had some time for Sam to get his Junior Ranger badge and to like just walk to a little point where we had a kind of an overlook. And like the the place by the waterfall, it was like all misty and stuff and that was cool. Like if you like held out a water bottle, it would like fill up with water. Like yeah, not not that fast, but it was kind of. And it was like a sandy beach, so it was yeah. almost like a regular lake beach, which was interesting. <laughs> Um, and you have a really good view of the glacier there. What's funny is you're still like a half mile away from it or like a mile and it, it looks like it's like right there in front of you. Right up close. It must be so huge. It's got, I think it goes 200 feet below the surface and then 200 feet above were the dimensions I remember them talking about. I thought the interesting thing was one of the people told us when we were on the trip, one of the rangers told us that the ice used to come all the way out to where the visitor center was. So when the visitor center was built, and I think they said it was in like the 60s, the ice actually came all the way to where the visitor center was. And now it's way back. So I guess right now the whole glacier is 12 miles long and coincidentally is 12 miles from the te- from downtown. It extends from the Juneau ice fields to the Mendenhall Lake, which is where the falls you were talking about are. Yeah. I think... Obviously, it's increased. The it's rapidly retreating. It's an increasingly rapid yeah, rate. Wasn't there something where like the visitor center where it is now? The glacier used to be there, and then like, yeah. and now it's like all the way like a half. Like half when mile they built away. it, you could look out from the visitor center onto the yeah. glacier, and now it's like a half mile away. Yeah, so it's over three thousand years old too. Which, I, that always fascinates me. Um, and it's one of 38 glaciers that flow out of the Juneau ice field. Um, it's also 1.5 miles wide, which when you're up in front of these massive things, it almost doesn't feel like it's that big. And yeah, then when you hear I, how big what you're looking at is, it's just kind of like, whoa. This one's going receding about 100 to 150 feet every single year. And since 1958, it's receded 12 miles. Oh, it was two miles long. That's what it was, right? Yeah, I think. And then it looked like. Yeah. Not that one. That's the next podcast. So you can yeah, just okay. cut that. Yeah, you can just cut all that out. Um, so the, the Nugget Falls trail that we took was two miles out and back and to the bottom of the falls that are, quote unquote, near the glacier, but they're still a decent distance away. But it has great views of the glacier, and it's a really good place to take pictures from. So my advice would be gauge your own walking speed. Know when you have to be back at the bus, because if you don't make it back to the bus, you have to take some other transportation back to town. But we, we did it, and we didn't have any trouble getting there and back. Talk a little bit about the Junior Ranger program. What stuff did you have to do to get your Junior Ranger badge? Do you remember? Not not that much. You had to, like, identify, like, five types of plants, and then you had to go to, like, the visitor center and do some activity there. It, it wasn't that much. And then, you, and then you had to find, like, three types of animals or something like that. Yeah. And I think the other stuff, the Ranger pretty much helped tell you when you were in the... There's, like, yeah. a yurt. I think normally it's in the visitor center, but apparently in the summer when it's really busy, they had, like, a yurt set up. And you went in and they had all kinds of like animal skins and they were talking about answering questions and stuff. One thing I really liked about the visitor center is they had like, near the entrance, they had this like cool table and they had like little chunks of ice that had fallen off the glacier on it that you could like feel and like just look at. Yeah. I thought that was cool. It was pretty cool. So we left there. We, and obviously we were there for a while. It was at least an hour, but. I want, I want to say it was like 90 minutes or so. We went back out to the little, there are bus shelters. And when you get dropped off, your bus will tell you which one you need to be at to be picked up. And we waited. We, we were there maybe 
I want to say it's like 10 or 15 minutes. We didn't wait long and it came by to pick us up and it took us to the docks at Og Bay, which I may or may not be pronouncing correctly, to board a whale watching boat. So it was a, it was a nice boat. I think most people were seated inside, unlike some of the other boats we've been on where you could pick inside or outside. And some people picked outside and then got really cold and would come in and there weren't any seats left. So they just kind of stand awkwardly around. Well, this well, one, everyone was inside, but you could go outside whenever you wanted to look at like the whale. What we did is like, we were just like sit inside and then when we were getting close to a whale, we'd all go out and then look at the whale and then go back in for like 10 minutes or so until we found the next whale. Yeah. That was good. So and I'm gonna with the whale watching. I wouldn't recommend going on the orca whale watching things in like Vancouver or anywhere they're there. I love that one. Yeah, it's not worth it at all. Like if you're going on a cruise, there's no reason to go on those because I saw like like around thirty orcas on the cruise, and I saw like three on that six hour thing where all we was doing is looking for all we were doing was looking for orcas, and. It was like we were. I saw better views of them on the ship. Yeah, I will so. say that not everyone did though, because I ran into a lot of people who said they hadn't seen an orca the whole time, or like at one point they were like, "That's the first orca we've seen on this whole trip," and it was a doll porpoise. Yeah, and but I kind of felt sad telling them that it was a doll porpoise because I think <laughs> they thought it they it doll porpoises if you glance at them and don't actually pay attention, look like orcas, but they're not. And the person, the person was kind of bummed, but they also looked in the wrong spot. Like they were looking when we were up by Juno and up by Juno, you'll see humpbacks and maybe an orca, but you're much more likely to see orcas in the inside passage. And isn't that where you saw most of them? Yeah. Like, and if you just, if you're spending all your time, like just doing activities on the ship, you might not see any, but if you just like for like 20 minutes, you just sit on the deck, you'll see it's almost guaranteed that you'll see at least a porpoise and probably an orca or two. Yeah. Like, or a pot of orcas or, or two. And so I don't think it's worth it at all to go on that six hour thing when you could just see on the boat. Yeah. When I did my review of that, I did advise that kids would probably want to bring something to do. I think adults would want to bring it. It's, <laughs> it, this, this, the scenery is good, but it's like pretty similar to the stuff you see on the, on the, on the ship. The the humpback whale one I would recommend because it's like you get to see them up close and they're like, you, it's not that like a six hour wait to see one pod. We saw like, four all together because we saw the one all by itself for it that we yeah. that kind of and followed got, us for a while. And we and got we to saw, see them like breach. Yeah, it was like so, a lot. Of well, them. they didn't fully breach. They breached. Yeah, well, they did the thing with the tail. Yeah, and then we saw the three. Um, we saw a group of three that was a mom and a baby. And as they described it, some random juvenile like male that <laughs> attached themselves to them. So yeah. it was it was a pot of three, and it was cute because we did get to see a baby whale. And later on the cruise ship, the uh, the guy did a talk on whales, one of the naturalists, and we actually I had a picture of one of the whale's tails, and he identified it as like the it started with an S, I think the whale's name, yeah, like Star, I think. But it was like, it was cool that he knew exactly which whale it was. Well, and he knew, because I didn't know this, yeah. but we learned this on the cruise, yeah. that whales' tails are like fingerprints. Yeah. So if you see a whale's tail and you have a picture of it, like, like if it markings. has a notch or if it has markings or whatever, yeah. no two whale's tails are the same. And mm -hmm. so I thought that was kind of interesting, too. The guy that did the naturalist talk also mentioned that the, the week before he was on a cruise oh, yeah. ship and they saw a blue whale, yeah. which I was very jealous about. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I think... Um, so I, I did. I did really enjoy this tour. I think I will say for people who are planning, they did offer snacks, but the snacks were a granola bar and a thing of water. 
They're good, though. Yeah. <laughs> I only mention it because if you have that kind of kid that, like, if they're on a two-and-a-half-hour boat ride, they're going to get freaked out if they don't have any snacks. You might want to bring one. And this one didn't really feel like two-and-a-half hours. This one felt like probably like an hour. The Orca one felt like ten hours. Because in the thing, the motor is so is super loud. It's like you you can't even hear like, people next to you with the motor. It's and, like you feel like you're going deaf. Because they go pretty fast, that's why. Yeah, the yeah. the motor is way too loud. It's you're just sitting there doing nothing. It's and you can see better views of them on the ship anyway. So the guy did mention to us as well that they pretty commonly see gray whales on this excursion too. We didn't see any, but they said the number one thing we see is humpbacks because there are just a lot of humpbacks right around Juno. Again, if I'm pronouncing Juno a little bit wrong. Sorry on that one, but so I think, so really we just, they brought us back to the dock and the bus was waiting and took us back to Mount Roberts tramway. And we went, we actually still had like a half an hour left. We were in, in that port a long time compared to some of the other ports. Oh, I, think, I think we went back to one of the shops because I wanted to buy something or Jack wanted to buy something. Yeah. Because we had time. And then we took the shuttle back to the ship and we were still on the ship with like a half hour to spare. So we didn't have to worry about, you know, their business is 100% people on cruise ships. So, you know, they're not going to get you back late for their ship. If they ask which boat you're on, so they can make sure they're not coming back too late for the time. And so I felt perfectly comfortable with it. And one of the things I usually like about the Disney excursions is there's the guarantee of if they're running late, the ship will wait for you. Uh, but we really didn't have to worry about that on this one. The boat, the bus, everybody was making sure that we got back everywhere on time. Yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend it. And it's definitely... If you end up in a situation like us where you got canceled, check out the kiosk because it was a really fun trip for that. It was decidedly less expensive than the helicopter thing to the glacier. Although I, when I do go back, I will be trying to do that one again. Yeah. Anything you want to add about, you know, that, um, no, it's a, it's pretty foggy. In the morning. In the morning, in the afternoon, which is why we got canceled. I think if um, we go back, <laughs> I'm going to book the afternoon version of the helicopter and sled dog thing because it seemed like the fog burned off when the morning sun came up more. Yeah. And uh, there's also a really cool, like, sky tram that I wanted to go on. No, you didn't go on it, did you? Yeah, but we wanted to. Now we know next time. <laughs> um, so Sam's going to join us in our next episode because we're going to talk about Hubbard Glacier and, Glacier and Sitka. So a port we went to and we spent some time at Hubbard Glacier. Um, and I know that was probably one of his favorite days, maybe after Juno or Tide. I like that day, yeah. Yeah. Because it was kind of like the... The best of both worlds, where, like, you get to have, like, the fun of an at-sea day, but you also get to have, like, a cool thing to look at. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, so Sam will probably be back, and... Oh, and um, there are a lot of seals, right? But Yeah, seals. But Hubbard Glacier, because the, we'll get into that next episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> don't give everything away about yeah. the next episode. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for joining us, Sam. And for everybody else, happy travels, and we'll see you on the next episode to talk about Hubbard Glacier and Sitka. Happy travels.